Welcome to Working Matters. My name is Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, we are here with Rodney Walker of Walker Associates for our final week on what's been a great topic on the distinctives of a not-for-profit organization. Welcome, Rodney. Thanks, Carl. Glad to be here again. Yeah, we've got these people with big hearts and key visions that need to be accomplished in our world. We need people to to see needs and to step into them, even if there's not a for-profit market to deal with it. Yeah, I think our world is, is so much better for those wonderful people who serve in the many nonprofits across the world. Our world would be a totally different place without these type of organizations. So I'm always happy to be able to help out to assist these organizations any kind of way I can, because it just makes the world a better place. And one of our presenting realities that we're going to look at this week is that many non-for-profits depend on volunteers to be the hands and feet and eyes and voices and arms of their mission. Um, Their funding strategy, they are not looking to hire paid staff. Sure. Yeah, that, that, that's the case quite often. And I would just go on to say that the volunteers, the human resource is the most valuable resource, period. So this isn't um, slave labor that we're trying to get to do the meaningless tasks that we don't want to do ourselves. No, it wouldn't, wouldn't be that. That wouldn't, definitely wouldn't be the case. But I, I would say that when you have people resources, you have an organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people make the organization. The monies, the rest follow suit, but people give to people and they don't give to buildings or non-human entities. Mm. They give to people. So uh, looking at the whole volunteer effort is vital. That's great on the one hand. Now, on the (laughs) other hand, volunteers come in all shapes and sizes, and some of those are big hearts and maybe not competencies. Or they might be um, lots of time on their hands, but actually... Maybe a counterproductive working style, and they're you're not paying them. There's no employee contract. It creates an awkwardness, doesn't it? Definitely presents us, presents the executive director and the various ones serving within the organizations with a unique set of challenges from uh, dealing with volunteers. Because you know the volunteer can show up or not show up. They are not uh, being paid, so if they choose not to be a part. They can just leave. Uh, you also have other interesting challenges with finding good matches uh, for the volunteer to be able to serve in an area that the organization actually needs mm-hmm. versus simply being a warm body present, doing something that's kind of getting in the way of everyone else that's working within the context of that organization. There are some unique challenges. Yeah, well, let's let's take a few of them and, and throw some helpful ideas out there for our listeners. Um, how can I talk to people interested in my organization about how they might be helpful in such a way that they're not just around all the time trying to be helpful? Great question, Carla. One of the things I would suggest at the very beginning, before a nonprofit director or executive director goes out and tries to recruit a lot of volunteers is to get with the staff as well as the team of people or other volunteers that you may currently have and define what is it that you need and place it on paper. These are the areas that we need help in. Mm -hmm. And if a director can take the time to write out a brief description of this is what the volunteer opportunity is. These are the times that we uh, would need this volunteer. 
These are the types of things they will be doing and what qualifications they need. So in essence, I'm saying Mm. if they can put together a volunteer job description for the different positions that they would like to have volunteers come in to serve, that would be a great first start. After that, I would recommend having them bring together all those people that are interested in volunteering and having a either monthly gathering for those that are interested in having a volunteer orientation so that the volunteer is able to, um, you're able to find out what what skills and talents uh, do the volunteers bring to the table and you're able to place them in areas that they are really interested in instead of simply placing them in pre-designated areas that you've already defined that are not great matches for them as well. Excellent. We're going along. Let's just take that to the next stage of their life with with us. And some of them are performing and some of them have other things going on in their life. And how do you think about when it's you just need to be flexible? And this is the reality of volunteers. And you've got to cut them some slack. They do have lives and other things that come up. This is their you know, kind of secondary commitment. Yes. And when, and, but how do you think about when that's actually not working for you anymore and you need to, I don't know, find something else for them to do or maybe even say thank you for the uh, experience? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I think, I think one of the things that can be done to assist in that endeavor is to have times that you regularly thank the volunteers. And one thing that might be able to be done to assist in that effort is to have volunteers serve for a set period of time. So they know this type of volunteer effort that I'm doing here is for six months or for three months or for two months. And at the end, they can determine whether or not they want to renew that. And you can also determine whether or not you would like to renew them in that area as well. Uh, but, But one of the things that nonprofits can do to help make their nonprofits a magnet is to celebrate Honor those volunteers that volunteer. But you want to make sure at the very beginning that you get those that are volunteering in good, well-defined roles. And it can be something as simple as serving one hour. Being flexible, like you said, is very important. In doing that, the the directors, as well as those that, that's the, that are on the staff, it'd be very important for them to make sure that they're not feeling like, okay, hey, I'm having to babysit another volunteer. There you go. And in my life space, I'm not able to get my job done because I'm having to oversee this volunteer. So, so being sensitive to those type of issues can help the organization bring in volunteers that don't feel like they're in the way. Well, that's good stuff. So we've got a kind of a volunteer job description. So you've got, in this case, another set of objectives that you can talk about regularly. And then you're limiting, you're putting boundaries on the time commitment. So you yes. already in everybody's minds that in two months or in six months, we're going to revisit how this is working for each of us and yes. and make it not a negative thing to for either party to move on. Just, exactly. That's great. Well, that's very helpful. And also I think if you if you take these if you take the staff and involve them at the very beginning, having them to share their input of how they may be able to use volunteers to assist them versus just placing a volunteer in their life space, in their workspace, and them having to deal with it. it begins to bring it bring about a lot of resentment between both parties, because mm. uh, if you don't have that clearly defined, if you don't have the buy-in with the staff, then they will view the volunteers as 
a nuisance and you don't want to have that that vibe going as well. Well, yeah. when, you, when you get volunteers in and if you and, and they feel like they're being that they're doing something meaningful, that they're being treated well, that they're valued in that area, yeah, you you can get some of your most committed people with 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 volunteers and 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 they're more also likely to possibly give back to the organization in some other ways, in some some monetary ways as well as they are your voices out in the community because they come in, they're able to say, hey, we volunteer, we serve here, uh, great organization, or hey, stay away from that organization. They don't have their act together. And so <laughs> right. you want to make sure you treat those volunteers well. That's right. Okay, but so I'm trying to treat them well, but you know, when, when you need help, first thing that comes to most people's mind, you got too much going on, is not to give the most meaningful, fun parts of the job to somebody who's not committed to the level you are. It's usually the less meaningful, less rewarding tasks. And so that's attention. That's attention because some volunteers have a natural task orientation, but some volunteers are professionals who run their own organizations and it's not motivating to come and merely do the envelope stuffing. Oh, by no means. You know, you you definitely have that dynamic. And with that dynamic is something that must be taken into account at the very beginning. So by doing an orientation, you're able to maybe do two things. One, have those areas that you would like to have somebody volunteer in, have that listed, have that brief description, maybe on a one pager. But on the back of that application, having general contact information about the person, but then also what are the areas that you would like to volunteer in? What expertise do you have? What skills do you have that may be of use to the organization? So let me give you an example. There's a lawyer that has some expertise in law that can be given over to the organization. Then using that lawyer selectively on various projects instead of simply saying, can you come and stuff some envelopes? Might be more helpful Mm. and may be a better use of that person's time, resources, as well as their skills. That whole matching again. Exactly. And the the other thing I keep hearing from you very consistently is is trying to bring this thinking forward in time to the beginning of the process to address these things going into it. Yes, I think if you do it at the beginning, just it makes it it makes it better for everyone. Everyone knows this is where we're heading with this. Yeah. That's hard for some of us passionate, enthusiastic entrepreneurial types to pause and be thoughtful and methodical and and plan ahead and not just Dive into the deep end <laughs> and start, you know, changing the world. Yeah, you know, it, but it, that's wis- That's good wisdom there. It, it is. Well, here's here's a challenge. It, what what happens? It may be a challenge, but the person that doesn't do it and dives in at the very beginning has to do about four or five times, and sometimes eight or nine times the amount of work that the person that took the time at the very beginning to lay out the game plan. And to start operating that game plan uh, would have to, to do because their energies have been their energies are going around and around in a circle trying to figure out where to go versus this is what our objectives uh, objective is. And then for those that may be maybe that's not their strength, I would encourage that person to sit down with someone else that has that strength and get them to assist in that area. And then once that game plan and map has been mapped out, then uh, it makes it, it makes the, the ride a lot more smoother. Well, again, I'm torn with having to cut us off because of our time limits, but I want to thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, this is a great area. We're actually resourcing people, many of them with big hearts and need some tools for their hands. Yes. And 
if you are in a not-for-profit and uh, and it's not going as smoothly as you dreamed, you need you need to meet my friend Rodney Walker. Where can they find you? They can visit me on the web at www.waa.bz and we'll be happy to provide some nonprofit leadership solutions for you. At least you just need to meet this guy. So thank you for joining us and being such a great resource in, in a complicated but wonderful area. Thanks, Carl. Of Endeavor. Thank you all for joining us. Please interact with us on the web, on my blog at boldenterprises.com. And let's keep this conversation going. We will see you next week. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production. 